0: Today is Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. On this day in the year 54 CE, Roman Emperor Claudius was poisoned by his wife, Agrippina. Agrippina was a cunning strategist and knew that with Claudius out of the way, she could get her son from a previous marriage into the seat of the emperor. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today, we're covering the poisoning of Roman Emperor Claudius by his much younger fourth wife, Agrippina. Now let's go back to ancient Rome on October 13th, 54 CE. It was just after midnight in the sprawling imperial mansion of 64-year-old Emperor Claudius. He was hosting a lavish dinner party. There were tables of senators, Roman nobility, and other distinguished guests. All around them, servants carried jugs of wine and gilded trays of meat and vegetables. Claudius sat on a raised dais with a few of his most trusted lieutenants and his beautiful wife, 33-year-old Agrippina. Agrippina also happened to be Claudius' niece. In fact, the Roman Senate had to make a special exception to the empire's incest laws for Claudius to marry her. But Claudius didn't care. After three previous marriages, he finally had a beautiful woman at his side. During a break in the musical entertainment, Claudius raised his silver goblet and toasted her, the most beautiful woman in all of Rome. Agrippina tried to smile at her husband and emperor, but it wasn't easy. The man's nose was constantly runny, he drooled and spit when he spoke, and he had a habit of drinking too much. As Agrippina bit her lip and raised her glass, she silently prayed that the old man would die soon and leave the throne to her 17-year-old son, Nero. When the toasting was over and the music returned, Agrippina excused herself from the table and slipped into the kitchen. There, she found Claudius' personal food taster, Halitus, Halitus was tasting a plate of venison cooked with mushrooms, one of the emperor's favorites. When he saw Agrippina, he tensed. They weren't supposed to be seen together. But Agrippina moved quickly. She slipped Halitus a small pouch of gold coins and sprinkled a package of her own mushrooms onto the dish. Then she continued into the kitchen like nothing had happened. Back at the dinner party, Claudius was oblivious to Agrippina's dealings. He toasted the senators and his personal bodyguards, the Praetorian Guard. He stopped when he saw servants enter with another barrage of trays. He welcomed everyone to enjoy the next course of food. While everyone ate from communal dishes, Claudius received an individual plate, which, as usual, had been checked by his food taster, Halitus. Claudius thanked his trusted eunuch and then ate ravenously, devouring the meat and mushrooms. After another round of toast to his distinguished guests, Claudius requested a musical performance. A group of singers and harpists were led into the ballroom. As they started to play, something happened that would change the course of the Roman Empire. Claudius started sweating. His mouth drooled more than usual. His eyes seemed to spin in his head. He reached out for something to hold to, and then suddenly he collapsed onto the table. Claudius's torso and head smashed into his plate and spilled a wine goblet. Guests screamed. Immediately, the Praetorian guards swarmed. They yelled for Claudius's personal doctor, who was also at the party. Gaius Xenophon rushed over to examine Claudius. He ordered the Praetorian guards to carry the stricken emperor back to his bedchambers. There, Xenophon took one look at the emperor's sweating, trembling body and gave his diagnosis. The emperor had been poisoned and his life was in danger. Coming up, Emperor Claudius fights for his life. Listeners, who doesn't love a good ghost story? Rattling chains, mysteriously moving objects, unfinished business. I am ready for all things spooky, and so is Parcast Network. Starting October 1st, we're bringing you the scariest, most hair-raising ghost stories ever imagined. Every Thursday on the new original series, Haunted Places Ghost Stories, Alastair Merton summons a new spine-tingling tale of wraiths, phantoms, and chilling apparitions. These stories come from all over the world, including Japan, India, the UK, and even ancient Rome. Don't miss stone-cold classics like The Kit Bag by Algernon Blackwood, a sinister account of a condemned murderer's final wish, and the lengths he'd go to fulfill it. And the Miserere, a Spanish tale of a wandering musician who hears a terrifyingly beautiful song in a burned-out monastery and is doomed to capture its notes until he dies. You can find and follow Haunted Places Ghost Stories free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, October is our favorite month and one of our busiest. So make sure to search ParCast Network in the Spotify search bar to see all our new shows. Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by The Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch-off, the $500,000 Platinum Jackpot. 64-year-old Roman emperor Claudius was poisoned at a dinner party. His ambitious wife, Agrippina, had slipped the emperor poisoned mushrooms with the help of the royal food taster. Death by poison was a common occurrence in ancient Rome. Claudius's father, Drusus, was rumored to have been poisoned, as well as several other members of Claudius's extended family meaning Claudius's doctor Xenophon was quick to realize what had happened. As the Praetorian guard stood vigil next to the emperor, Xenophon pulled Agrippina aside to discuss the situation. First, there was the update on the emperor's condition. Xenophon told Agrippina that Claudius must have only consumed a small amount of poison. He might live, or he might die in a few days. There was no way to tell at this point. But then Xenophon said something that would horrify most doctors. He told Agrippina that he would finish the job. Xenophon returned to Claudius' bedside. He informed the Praetorian guard that the only way to save the emperor would be to make him regurgitate the poison from his stomach. The guards stood back as the doctor gently opened the Emperor's mouth and threaded a long raven's feather into the man's throat. The Emperor gagged, but nothing emerged from his mouth. Xenophon tried again. This time it worked. The Emperor's body convulsed, vomiting the poisoned food. Within minutes, the Emperor's body was no longer writhing in pain. He seemed to stop sweating. The Praetorian guard was relieved. The doctor had saved their emperor. At this point, Xenophon told the soldiers that they could leave the emperor to rest. No one would bother him now. Little did the guards realize the emperor's apparent tranquility was not the result of a miracle cure. Xenophon's feather was actually dipped in Atropa belladonna, better known as deadly nightshade. He applied a heavy dose of the poison to Claudius's larynx and throat, where it entered the bloodstream instantly. The emperor was now breathing shallowly. Within an hour, he was dead. When the sun rose in the morning, Agrippina went in to see her husband, There in his bed, she found him cold and unresponsive. She screamed for the servants to fetch the doctor once again. This time, when Xenophon arrived, he confirmed that the Emperor was indeed dead. As the servants looked on, Xenophon admitted that perhaps the Emperor hadn't regurgitated enough of the poison. He had tried his best, but there was nothing that they could have done. He tried to comfort Agrippina, who was now a widow. Agrippina didn't tell the Senate of Claudius' death for a few days. According to her astrologer, she had to wait for the correct stars to align. She wanted an auspicious moment to break the news to them, but more importantly, to announce that her son, Nero, would ascend the throne. In the days that followed, there were elaborate funeral rites held for Claudius. His body was cremated and the ashes were interred in the mausoleum of Emperor Augustus. Ironically, 17-year-old Nero delivered the eulogy for his slain stepfather. Many Romans had to hide their laughter during the speech. They knew the boy had the most to gain from Claudius' death, and everyone suspected Nero's mother had poisoned him. Unfortunately, there wasn't much that could be done now. The Empire needed a ruler, so the Senate conferred the title of Emperor on 17-year-old Nero. As fate would have it, justice was eventually served for most of Claudius's murderers. Months later, Xenophon the Doctor died of undocumented causes, though many suspected he was poisoned. Five years later, in 59 CE, Agrippina was murdered as well, by none other than her son, Nero. He didn't use poison, though. When he sent his assassin to kill her, she's said to have commanded they stab her in the womb, the womb that had given birth to him. And in 68 CE, after a disastrous reign, Nero himself chose to die by suicide rather than face execution. Although in his last moments, he couldn't bring himself to take the final plunge, he had to ask a servant to stab him. So in the end, Claudius was avenged and the great Roman Empire kept dying its own slow death of murder, greed, and corruption. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories on the intrigues of Rome's emperors, check out ParCast Original, Dictators. Today in True Crime is a ParCast Original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast Originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite podcast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Adam De Silva, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Remember to join Alistair Murden every Thursday for the all-new series Haunted Places Ghost Stories. Don't miss the most chilling spirits ever imagined by authors from around the world. Follow Haunted Places Ghost Stories free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.